What's going on, guys? It's Jarrell, also known as Silence. Welcome to No More Silence, the podcast. We are on episode five of the series Atone. We hope you enjoy it. All right. It's been a good, it's been a good buildup. So we're going to talk about some atonement right now. Okay. And and we'll hope that you can you can grasp the idea and see our need for atonement in this world. All right. And so um, here we go. All right. So this is our fifth part of the series on atone and atonement. Right. And um, the first couple of episodes, there were four previous episodes um, we talked about the word atone, how we, we use it and we expect it today, how we have expected it in history, how we expected it of those who do wrong things to us and how other people expect it of us when, when we do something wrong to them. So, if you haven't already listened to parts one through four of the Atone series, I would suggest that you do that. Um, this is going to be sort of the finale. And so I want to wrap it up pretty well, give you a, a, a real overall understanding of why this word even matters to us right now. So we were first going through, you know, what atonement meant. What does the wisest man to ever live have to say about the word atone and atonement? What did he write in the wisest book that was ever written? All right. So Solomon was the wisest man. The, the, the book with the most wisdom or the most gems is Proverbs. And so we're just talking about what what did he have to say about this word atone? An atonement. So we were going through Proverbs 16, verses 6 specifically, but we were in verses, I mean, in episodes 1 through 4, we were going through verses 1 through 5, just to give a little bit of the backstory. And we left off with Solomon saying that everyone with a proud heart is detestable to the Lord. So everyone who relies on themselves, everyone who thinks that their ways are uh, excusable or better because they're not doing as much wrong as the next person or everyone who thinks that, you know, the things that they do in secret uh, against other people to oppress people or to hurt, you know, people or um, to leave people stranded or abandoned, whatever the case is those are the proud at heart. They don't think their actions will be held accountable or they won't be held accountable for their own actions. And then he says, be assured, right? God kind of makes this promise and said, like, let's, let's shake on it. Trust me when I say that he will not go unpunished. That person, that proudful person who does these evil things, they won't go unpunished. Okay, so right there, 
there's a need for atonement, atoning for what was done wrong to God because something will be punished unless it is atoned for or covered. And then verse 6, right, Proverbs chapter 16, verse 6. This is when the whole sum of everything that we've been going through in parts 1 through 4, everything that Solomon has been saying in verses 1 through 5 kind of um, reach this, reaches this, this like finale of, of a statement about atonement and about all the, the wrong things we do, the different things that, that how we're so different from God, right? He sees things different. He has answers. We just have questions. Um, we judge the ways of a person. He judges the motives and the heart and all of these different things that make us different from God and him very different than us. And then verse six, to like cap it all off, he says, iniquity is atoned for by loyalty and faithfulness. So the word iniquity, that just means that's like another word for wickedness. Solomon's pretty much saying, right, our wickedness, our uh, state of being full of evil. I mean, you can look around the world and you see evil everywhere. It's not just in those people or the people around us. It's in us. And he says that this state of being evil and wicked and against God, the only way it can be atoned for is by loyalty and faithfulness. When we're in continuous sin and opposition to God, loyalty, right? And that word loyalty, it, it means like, uh, mercy towards men and women, like constant kindness, constant love, constant mercy towards the people around us. And then the faithfulness, right? The other word is truth or staying true to what is right. So through love, through loyalty, through kindness to men and women, through mercy and through compassion, the evil in this world is atoned for through honesty, through endurance, through truth, through staying true to what is right and what is just and what is fair, right? That faithfulness, through that, our sin will be atoned for. But the question that I do want to ask is, whose love and whose faithfulness is going to atone for all of this sin, right? Who can actually atone for all this sin? It's not you. The point that I want to bring up is that Solomon here kind of concludes that because we're so different from God, because he is vastly greater and higher in his ways and better in his thinking, uh, and more just in, in how he treats us, we actually can't atone for our own sin because real love, real mercy, real compassion, real um, sticking to the truth and doing what is always right. We can see clearly if we look around in the world around us, we don't do a great job at that. And so the only 
love and loyalty and faithfulness and truth that can atone for our sin is the loyalty and the faithfulness of God to us. And God's love, his faithfulness, his truth, his constant compassion and mercy, his constant state of being patient with us is the only thing that can atone for our sin. And if you, if you don't know how exactly that works, I'll try to explain it to you with, with the time that we have left. So we have what's called a nature that is full of sin. So from a very early age, we begin to do things that we know are wrong. We begin to try and sneak things away from our parents or sneak things past our parents. We try to hide things. We try to lie. We try to cover up things that we've done because we know it's wrong, but we still do it. That doesn't stop just because we get older and we start to learn, you know, we shouldn't actually do these things. We actually just get more elaborate at hiding and sneaking and lying and covering up these things. And so if we want to be honest with ourselves, there's this nature in us that never really does what we are supposed to do and is always trying to do and trying to get away with the things that we know we should not do. And so because of this, we're in what's called rebellion against God. That is sin, sinful nature. Um, we, we commit sins. Um, the sin is the actual action of doing what's wrong. And then there's the sin. Um, that's the, the nature that we have, that we're born with, that just wants us to keep doing wrong. And then we have iniquity, which is like the constant state of submitting to those actions and submitting to that desire of being in sin. So we've, we've all reached the point of just living in it, being almost slaves to this sin. And so God recognized that. And so he, what he did was he sent his son, Jesus. And Jesus said, listen, all of this sin, all of these evil things in the world, the only way that it can be repaired, the only way that it can be made whole again, the only way that it can be fixed and redeemed is if I show the people in this world, right? Jesus said this. I have to show the people in this world that only I am loyal to them, only I am faithful to them. And the way that I'm going to show them that is by laying down my life for them so that they never have to face the punishment for their own sin. And so God says, I'm going to show what, what true love and true loyalty, true mercy, true faithfulness is by committing myself to the to these humans, right? To these people, to mankind. I'm going to lay down my life. I'm going to die and face all of the punishment, all of the uh, consequences of their sin. 
I'm going to face it myself. And all of the blessings, all of the beauty, all of the freedom in life that God has and God deserves, he gives it to us. So it's, called, it's sort of like this, this transfer of baggage, right? Our sinful consequences gets thrown to God. His blessings and beauty and freedom gets thrown to us at the cross where he died for our sin. So only if we can put our trust in him and put our faith in his work, not our own ideas, not our own standards, not our own works, but in what he done, what he has done for us, that's when we can understand the the full idea of the word atone. Um, that's how we can understand atonement and Hopefully, uh, you guys can still listen to, to parts one through four. It'll sort of give you a, a better backstory to this podcast. But if you only listen to this one, I want to urge you to put your trust in Jesus and what he did at the cross so that he can atone for all this sin. All right, so... Um, this is this is Jarrell. It's no more silence. Thank you for listening. You guys have a great day.